0: Get it. All football. All the time. You're listening to The Best Football Show. Hosted by Brian Baldinger. Well, hello and welcome to The Best Football Show. I'm Brian Baldinger. I'm your host here. I'm here every day. At the NFL, come find me on your, your free Odyssey app. Wherever you download those things, push like all the kind of good stuff. You know, you can find me on Twitter and X and threads and Instagram and YouTube, and all that stuff. But, like, it's playoff time. And so it's, uh, you know, it's time to really concentrate on these, these last eight teams that are still standing. And there's a couple things, you know, like we're going to see, we're going to get really treated to the first game on Saturday, Saturday at 4.30. Um, Houston will visit Baltimore, the number one seed. And we all watched what Houston did to Cleveland, which was alarming how good C.J. Stroud was in that game against a really good defense. And all that might still be on the table against the Ravens' number one defense. They play a co- totally different style of defense than Cleveland does. Cleveland's largely a man-to-man team. Ravens are largely a matchup zone defense. Uh, anybody that's watched my breakdowns this year kind of sees some of the problems that quarterbacks have against them. You know, I mean, I don't care if it's you – know, you just pick a guy. You know, look at Brock Purdy against them. You look at, uh, you know, Jared Goff against this Ravens defense. Look at Tua – I mean, you just go through the list of quarterbacks that struggled against the Ravens' defense. But I want to flip it here because if you just look at, you know, the the end-of-the-year statistics, Baltimore ran the ball more than they threw it. Um, They might have the highest percentage of runs of any team in the league, but they're not really a run-first team anymore, not the last six weeks. What I watch is, especially on first and 10, there is a high propensity of passing, a play-action passing, and some big shot plays coming out of this Baltimore offense, which is what what I think all Raven fans wanted to see. I think what Lamar wanted to do, and now they have the talent to really throw it, and now they have a play-action passing game that really shows it. And it's a variety of things. It's more than just faking it to uh, to the running back. Um, it can be. It, it's mostly shotgun. They're mostly a shotgun team, but they still fake pitch, roll out. I mean, they do a lot of stuff. To get the defense to move, to bite, to get their eyes in, their, in a different place, and then the pass has come. And then you always have to account for Lamar as a runner, or not just even a runner. I mean, nowadays, more than running, he's looking to throw it. He might, but he might be moving, might be climbing the pocket, stepping up, eyes down the field. Here comes guess, you know, Gus Edwards out of the backfield, leaking late. You know, a little flip here, and you know, against San Francisco, that one for thirty-nine yards. So, you look at the. Uh, in that game against the Ravens, you look at the, the touchdown throw to Zay Flowers of nine yards. I mean, it's a it's a fake, hard, fake pitch to to Gus Edwards and Bosa flies out from his left end spot to go cover the pitch. And here comes Fred Warner and Dre Greenlaw. They all step up, you know, and then Zay Flowers just zips behind him. And so the Texans who've played very well defensively and play very fast and have a good front, They're going to have to deal with this first and 10 passing game of the Ravens. And if you're a viewer, you're watching this game like everybody's going to be watching at 4.30 on a Saturday afternoon, uh, look for that. Look for Lamar first and 10 passing because the statistics say, oh, they're a run first team. You know, you just got to stop the run, make him throw it. Well, no. You know, the teams that are really picking up chunk plays in the passing game that are you know, still hanging around here, San Francisco, uh, Detroit, like they're throwing the ball on first down, and so that's that has been a nice evolution as the season has gone on. Now the next the next game, you know, if you go back to week fourteen, the Bills beat the Chiefs twenty to seventeen. It was a great game. I mean, it seems like um, I think they've played seven times now in the Patrick Mahomes, Josh Allen, um, you know, era. I think they've played seven times. And it seems like most of the games are three-point games. Obviously, the overtime game two years ago, um, walk-off, you know, touchdown in overtime, um, kind of breaks that up a little bit, 42-36. But, you know, it's interesting because we all watched Josh Allen go 52 yards last week against Pittsburgh. And he has run the ball a lot in week 18, Week you know, week 18 against the Dolphins to get, to the playoffs, and then in the playoffs against Pittsburgh. So he, you have to account for Josh Allen as a runner. Oh, he's, he's an elite runner. Mahomes is as well. But it's interesting, the Week 14 game, what Steve Spagnuolo did to try to bottle Josh Allen up. Now, he had eight runs in that Week 14 matchup for 32 yards. Uh, he had a long run of eight, and he had a touchdown run of six yards. But otherwise, it really, he really had very little impact running the ball. Whether it was design runs, or you know quarterback keepers, or short you know short yardage sneaks, that kind of stuff. So what Kansas City did, a they didn't always rush to sack him. Like Chris Jones can beat anybody one on one. You watch Chris Jones rushing, you know against Connor Mcgovern in, in some of these rushes. He's not trying to just beat Connor Mcgovern, the left guard of Buffalo. He's just trying to push the pocket, keep Josh Allen in front of him. And then when Josh Allen moved or tried to break, then they closed. They ran twist stunts to keep Josh Allen from stepping up and, you know, like he did against Pittsburgh. Um, but ultimately what they did a lot was they rushed they rushed three, just three guys, and kind of contained rush where the ends were outside, somebody pushed in the middle, and then they had Willie Gay, number 50 who might be the fastest linebacker. I don't know if he raced Nick Bolton, if he beat somebody, he, he might be the fastest linebacker because you you need somebody to have speed. If you're going to spy. I mean, there's nothing worse than spying a player that isn't as fast as that player. So it was carefully designed to really try to bottle up Josh Allen and spy with Willie Gay. So as soon as Josh Allen would break out, like here came Willie just crashing it. And, it, it, it led to an interception. you know Chamari Cochran he, he got an interception in that game because of an errant throw of Josh feeling the pressure throwing across his body into the middle of the field and uh, Chamari picked it off. So they got him into a mistake so that's something to kind of watch. And then we're gonna we're gonna be back here tomorrow to really get in in, in a lot more depth. Um, on some of these things, but I'm just talking to you about things that are just hitting me right now. And then we all watched Tampa just blitz Philadelphia Silly on Monday night to advance to play Detroit, and they played Detroit back in week six, Um, and they got beat beat pretty good that day. But, you know, Tampa's a different team. Detroit's a different team. You know, it's just a game to go look. But if you look at last week's game, Tampa, like they came after Jalen Hurts And the Eagles' pass game, and even in the run game, too, they blitzed them relentlessly, and they had great success. The Eagles did not have an answer for their blitz. But Detroit does. They do have an answer. Because the way that you always stop a team from blitzing, or in basketball, the way you always stop a team from a full-court press is by beating the press, is by beating the blitz, and making them pay for blitzing. And I think Ben Johnson, the offensive coordinator, of Detroit is pretty good in his protections. And I think Jared Goff is an extension of that where, okay, you know, David Montgomery, you stay and you, you, you take this a gap pressure right here. And Oh, by the way, the tight end over here, whether it's Brock, Wright Or Sam Laporta, you, you protect the edge. And we're going to take a shot down the field to Amon Ross, St. Brown or Josh Reynolds, whoever. So it'll be interesting to see because Tampa is going to blitz; It's who they are. It's what Todd Bowles does, but you know, you want to get home. You know, you saw last week. I mean, the one big play they gave up was a blitz. And uh, Devontae Smith got behind the free safety, Antoine Winfield Jr. You saw Todd Bowles talking to him after the play. Um, you know, you're the free safety. You you can't let anybody behind you. It's just Cardinals, cardinal rule, cardinal sin number one. So um, I'm anxious to see how frequently – Tampa comes after Jared Goff and this Lions offense. And if they can force Jared Goff into mistakes, because when Detroit's offense has struggled or when Detroit gets beat, you know, like we saw on Thanksgiving against Green Bay, um, you know, pick a game. But it generally is because they turn the ball over and it gives the other team extra at-bats, good field position, puts them in scoring position, take scoring chances away from the offense and we have seen that now we saw that against Chicago when they lost to the Bears uh we saw it against Green Bay when they lost on Thanksgiving so you know Todd Bowles in Tampa knows this and they've got some young rushers you know Yaya Diaby a rookie and Kalaja Kansi there's some good fresh young blood up there Kalaja Kansi was as good as any defensive lineman in that playoff win against Philadelphia um I know Kalaja he's a He's a South Florida kid who I think went to Northwestern High School. But I I see him working out in Fort Lauderdale in the offseason. The guy's a relentless worker. Um, you know, he came out of Pitt. The same guy that trained Aaron Donald uh, at Pitt trains um uh trains Kalaja, Pootie Carlson. Uh it's he's 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 excellent. He's excellent with his hands, his footwork, leverage, all that stuff. So, anyways, I think those are the things that are hitting me today. Other things are going to hit me tomorrow as I get even deeper and deeper into this game. So I hope you, hope you come back and visit tomorrow on the Best Football Show. I'm your host, Brian Baldinger. I'll be back here tomorrow. I can't wait. I'm in the third floor at NFL Films right now. Um, I just got all of my college tape in. I'll be starting to break down some college players, getting ready for the draft. It's never too early. I just did the Hula Bowl uh, last weekend, looking at uh, a bunch of college kids there. So the college games and the Senior Bowl coming up, I'll be covering that for the NFL Network. So I'm starting to look at some college kids you want to come back and listen to what I have to say about more than just the quarterbacks. It might be the best draft for offensive tackles we've seen in a long, long time. You need a tackle, this is a good draft to go get one. Um, That, I'll be here all weekend. I'll be here all day tomorrow, all day Saturday, all day Sunday, and I'll be breaking the games down on Sunday morning. Saturday games, I'll be breaking the game down here on Monday morning. What happened on Sunday as we get ready for championship Sunday the following week. So you don't want to go anywhere. You want to be right here. I can't wait to bring you my insights and what I see. And, uh, and then come follow me at Bold the NFL, at the NFL Network, and uh, across the landscape of social media. I'll be posting uh, various videos throughout. So thanks for joining me. Look forward to talking to you tomorrow.